0: Hello there, Paperweight People. We have a great show for you today, but first I get to take a moment and tell you about Bebop's. Brittany's Brick Oven Pizza is a mom-and-pop pizza shop located at 2034 Lanier Drive in Madison, Indiana, and they happen to be the sponsor of this episode. Stop by today to enjoy a delicious pizza featuring handmade dough and sauces, fresh toppings, all cooked to perfection in a brick oven. Also, try one of Susan's homemade desserts and treat yourself to a local wine or beer. On a personal note, Bebop's is my family's favorite pizza place. I'm partial to the Chicken Bacon Ranch while my wife can't get enough of the Boss Hog Barbecue. Call 812-274-3337 or stop by Bebop's today and tell them that Paperweight sent you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Paperweight Entertainment Podcast, your home for all things Marvel, DC, Star Wars, and so much more. Join Derek and Ian as they tell tales to astonish along this journey into mystery. Grab some snacks and settle in, because Paperweight Entertainment starts now. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Paperweight Entertainment Podcast. I am your host. For the evening Derek Hoskins uh my good friend and yours Mr. Ian Torrance and also Colonel Bob are enjoying a much needed week off and if you can tell by my voice I'm not exactly 100% but I didn't want to not put out an episode this week so I'm going to fly solo we're going to do just a quick uh rundown of one piece of news that I've been wanting to talk about for the last couple of days and I was going to bring up on the show anyway so you can just hear my thoughts about it um so if this is your first time watching or listening, I apologize. I don't normally sound like this. Uh, and normally I have someone to play off of. So come back, check us out, check out some of our back catalogs so you can hear and see what it's like when it's not just me rambling and, and shouting my thoughts out into the ether. So what I wanted to talk about tonight is uh, Superman Legacy. You know, James Gunn is fresh off the heels of his smash hit Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which is amazing. If you want to see the Silver Screen Scoundrels review of that, it is up on the website. You can watch or listen to that. Um, but with that being done, and his work and time at marvel officially being over it's time to look ahead to the future and see what he has on the horizon what he's going to bring to dc now that he is going to be 100 in on that and of course the first project is superman legacy which is something that i'm very excited about we've talked a lot about superman on this show we've talked a lot about our thoughts on henry cavill we've talked about the ideas of of what we thought about the plan uh, to bring in a the Michael B. Jordan produced Superman project that they were talking about. We've talked about what we thought about J.J. Abrams when he was going to be doing a Superman movie. And we haven't really touched on Superman legacy a lot. We've had a couple of things to say. But now that we have a a start date for when they're going to be going into production, which is going to happen soon. Possibly we'll see depending on what the, what happens with the writer's strike. Um, but it's going to be getting into gear moving forward uh, to the point where we may have official casting news soon, but to speak on the casting news, we do have a couple of names that in the last couple of days have been floated about and more, uh believably that they could be the top contenders to play not only Superman but Lois Lane and also Lex Luthor. Uh so I'm going to be going through some of what the uh, the Hollywood Reporter had to say about all this and uh, just kind of give you my thoughts on on what they what they said. Uh so first off with kal Clark Kent Superman, uh big shoes to fill. Any any actor that comes into play Superman is not only tasked with playing one of the most recognizable superheroes of all time, the granddaddy of all superheroes, arguably the first superhero and, and one of the most beloved characters just in, in any form of fiction. And they have a long list of talented actors that they have to kind of step into that role and, and follow behind between Christopher Reeve and excuse me, Again, I'm trying to get over a sinus infection here Uh, between Christopher Reeve, of course, my beloved Henry Cavill that I hate to see go, but I'm excited to see what they're going to do moving forward. I won't I won't harp on that too much tonight. Uh, So, yeah, Henry Cavill, Christopher Reeve, Tyler Hoechlin is doing an amazing job on the CW. CW. I've been watching it on HBO Max. Uh, If you're not watching Superman and Lois, I highly recommend it. Uh, They're on season three right now. I've only gotten to watch the first season and a little bit into season two, Uh, but it's a great show. If you're a Superman fan, I really recommend you you check that out. Um, But either way, the point being that there have been a lot of people that have played Superman that have brought different things to the table, and so it's a big ask to get an actor that is going to fulfill everybody's idea of what embodies the character of Superman when Henry Cavill was cast people were very excited because he looked the part you know I I don't think that there's another actor that has played Superman that looks more like the character that I read when I read the comics than Henry Cavill did other than of course when you're looking at maybe like Gary Frank's artwork when he actually was just designing his version of Superman in the comics after Christopher Reeve um but every actor has brought something different to the table. Every actor has been great in their own way. I even love Brandon Routh as Superman, even though I didn't like Superman. Uh, oh my gosh, what was that? Superman Returns? I don't remember. Superman Returns? Yeah. Uh, Brian Singer's Superman, which I was not a fan of. That That is not a good movie in my opinion. But Brandon Routh, I thought, was a very good Superman. He was channeling Christopher Reeve's Superman. He was trying to essentially play a continuation of that story. And so I think he did a fa- fantastic job. So with all of my rambling aside, let's take a look at for a moment who has been talked about the most as to who's going to play Superman. And as of right now, the the front runner, according to the Hollywood Reporter and some other uh, the, some other trades, is David Cornsweet. I believe is how you pronounce it. Um, I do not know this actor. Looking at his picture, he looks he looks like he could be Clark Kent. Uh, He's a, he's a younger man. I believe he's 29 years old, which is right around the age that I think that they're looking at Uh, someone in their late twenties or early thirties. He was most recently uh, played opposite of Mia Goth in Pearl, which I didn't watch because I did not like X even a little bit. Sorry, Colonel Bob. I know you gave that movie a 10 out of 10. I just couldn't watch Pearl. So, you know, there you go. So I don't really have a, a basis other than just what he looks like. And I've watched an interview with him uh, just to kind of hear what he sounds like and and how he speaks and from looks alone, the kid looks like Superman. Um, And, you know, with James Gunn writing and directing this and of course producing it as, as the co-studio head with Peter Safran, he's going to know exactly what he's looking for. And so I trust the casting on this movie more than I would some of the other DC movies. Um, I don't have any fear about whether or not the person they pick is going to do a great job. My only concern for whoever they pick to play Superman is really how he's going to be accepted by the fan base, because unfortunately, there's a large portion of the fan base that just wants Henry Cavill and no one else will 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 do. And I get it. I really do. I understand Henry Cavill was great, but we—it's time to move on. So anyway, so David Cornswet is the first one, um, and apparently, according to all all signs, is the front runner. Um, but there is one other name that has been standing out a lot of that is Jacob Elordi, um, who was most recently in uh, HBO's Euphoria again. I've never seen anything that this this young actor has been in, but he looks the part. I mean, excuse me, he looks like he could play Clark Kent. Looks like he could play Superman. You know, either one of these two actors, they have the look. They have a natural charm and charisma to them. They look like they would be able to play off of other people very well. And um, and I'd be I'd be happy with either one of them if James Gunn is happy with them. If Peter Safran is happy with them, Uh, because, again, I trust those two. From the uh, from the production side, from the directing and writing, of course, I I I I trust those Uh, some names for for Lois Lane, uh, Emma Mackey uh, from Sex Education. Excuse me, Uh, Rachel Brosnahan uh, from The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which I have yet to see. And I really need to watch if you guys if you're fans of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, let me know. I know my mother loves that show, um, but I have not watched it yet. I've heard nothing but good things. Let me know. Tell me in the comments. Should I check out Marvelous Mrs. Mabel? Mazel. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then also uh, Bridgerton actress, Phoebe. Phoebe. Ooh, that's a name. Uh, Denver, I think. Again, I have not seen any of these actresses in anything. I haven't seen any of these people. I am so out of the loop when it comes to casting of young people. I, it makes me feel older than I am. I'm only 37. I shouldn't feel this old when I think about how. I don't know any of these younger people, but here's one. I do know this one, uh, Samara weaving, uh, from scream six and, uh, gosh, what was the ready or not? I think is the one that she was in where she was being like hunted by her, her new husband after her wedding. Excuse me. I don't know, but I know that she is a great actress. I, she, she is very good. I, I do like her quite a bit. Uh, as far as Lois Lane, again, I'll trust James Gunn. I do think that people don't put enough emphasis on Lois Lane as a character and her importance to the Superman mythology. She is becoming more important in the comics right now. And over the last few, um, the last few years, I feel like she's been given some more importance. Sorry. Uh, So I think that. People sleep on the importance of that character. I apologize. I'm I'm coughing over here, really having a hard time with my throat. But people seem to not understand the importance of that character. That's one of the reasons why I mentioned Superman and Lois and such an important show and such a good show for Superman fans, because it doesn't tone down the importance of Lois in Clark's life. It doesn't tone down the importance of Lois and Superman's life and the grounding that she brings to the character, the grounding that she brings for the audience. Because while she is incredibly talented in her field, she is top of the class, one of the, you know, the best reporter in the, in the world, spunky, you know, strong, smart. She's just a person. And she is in a relationship with a God, essentially. And so casting of Lois Lane is so important. Another issue that I had with with the Brian Singer Superman is that the chemistry between Brandon Routh and Kate Bosworth wasn't believable. I didn't think that while I think she's a very good actress, I don't think that she was a very good Lois Lane. And I think it's really important that you have to have the Christopher Reeve and Margot Kidder had great chemistry. Um As much as I love Amy Adams and as much as I love Man of Steel and as much as I love Henry Cavill, I don't know that Amy Adams and Henry Cavill had the best chemistry. I think that they could have either been able to spend more time with those characters, maybe getting prepared for the roles. Maybe they could have kind of built up that charisma or that that chemistry. Um, But I never really believed them as a couple in those movies, if that makes sense. And if it worked for you, I'm really glad it just didn't work for me. And so I think that as important as it is to nail the Superman character, because I know that James Gunn wants to set up his new universe with the Superman character, I think it's equally as important to nail the correct Lois Lane, the one that is going to play off of Superman, the one that is going to play off of Clark Kent, that can play off both those characters differently, that can make it believable that maybe she wouldn't know if they're going to go... You know, if they're going to go with she doesn't know who Superman is yet, then you need to believably think that she would look at Clark Kent differently than she would look at Superman. And it takes a special kind of an actor to do that. And it's a really important character to get right. And so from this list of actresses that I'm seeing here, they are um, they're all really good from what I understand. You know, again, I don't know because I've yet to see any of them other than Samara Weaving. But, excuse me, I'm trying so hard not to cough into this microphone. But either way, so moving on, and I know, again, this is a weird episode. It's just me talking into this mic about Superman. There's one name that's been put forward for Lex Luthor. And in my opinion, it's the thing that I'm the most excited about in this whole report that the Hollywood reporter put out. And that is that Nicholas Holt is the only person earmarked for Lex Luthor, and that he may already be locked into it. They may be ready to go with him. And for those of you that don't know who Nicholas Holt is, he is most recently in Renfield. He played Renfield opposite Nicholas Cage's Dracula. He was great in that. He was in Mad Max Fury Road. He was great in that. He was in Warm Bodies. He was great in that. He was Beast in the X-Men First Class universe, the newer X-Men movies. Um, He was fantastic. As that Beast is my favorite X-Men? I loved what Nicholas Holt did. Uh, He played a young J.R.R. Tolkien in Tolkien. Excuse me. He is a great actor that has been on the rise and that is starting to get to, in my opinion, the peak of his Of his talent, he's getting there where he is getting ready to be at the top of his class of actors and someone who is going to be a household name. And I think it's really smart for them to to get him for Lex Luthor because he was a front runner to play Batman in the Batman and the Matt Reeves Batman movie. Uh, Of course, he lost the role to Robert Pattinson. I think that was great. I think Robert Pattinson was amazing. Nicholas Holt has a way of playing charming. But menacing at the same time, He was also in the menu. If you saw the menu, I didn't get a chance to watch that movie, but I heard he was phenomenal in it. Um, But Nicholas Holt has a way of being incredibly charming while also having something else. You feel like there's something going on behind his eyes. He seems like he could play the most intelligent man in the room. One thing that Zack Snyder did with Lex Luthor that I actually enjoyed was they tried to make Lex a younger character. They tried to make him... A modern day billionaire, somebody that would be a billionaire, a a tech mogul, a, a young, intelligent, multi-billionaire, you know, tech genius. Now, I don't think it worked. I think that Jesse Eisenberg did exactly what was asked of him. I think he acted very, very, very well. I think he was better in the post-credit scenes of, um, The post credit scene of Justice League. I think he was better in that. Um, I think that he could have done something if they would have allowed him to. But I like that they were trying to go younger. They were trying to do a more modern spin. They weren't trying to do, oh, he's a, you know, he's a uh obsessed with owning land so that he can sell it and make more money. I liked what they were trying to do. I just don't think it worked. And what they could do with Nicholas Holt is have somebody excuse me have someone who could seem more like the classic Lex Luthor while also being younger, right around the same age that whoever they're going to get to play Superman. Cause I believe Nicholas Holt is in his mid thirties. um, And so they could get somebody like Nicholas Holt that can play charming, that can play charismatic, but can also play dark when he needs to, that can be believably the smartest man in the room, the most lovable man in the room. And on top of that, the most evil man in the room. I think that he absolutely has that in him. And I think it would be a fantastic casting. And I would love for them to, to come out swinging with a Lex Luthor because they haven't done this in any of the movies, come out swinging with a Lex Luthor that you could understand that would actually run for president and win like he did in the comics. I want to see a Lex Luthor that can trick the world into believing that he is the most, most benevolent benefactor of the world that wants to take care of the world that wants to save the world. That's here for humanity. I want to see that. I don't want to see the Gene Hackman, you know, mustache twirly villain as much as I love Gene Hackman as Lex Luther, That's kind of what he was. He was very much a villain of his time. I don't want to see, <coughs> excuse me, the, the Titans version as much as I loved the Titans show, Lex Luthor showed up in one episode, maybe two, of season four, and he was clearly the bad guy. I mean, just clearly the villain. He was, he was living in a you know in his big tower, and he was he was talking cryptically and being very very creepy and and odd. You know, it it, it was a whole thing which worked fine for the show. But what I want to see them do with Lex Luthor is someone who can believably manipulate the population to think that he is the good guy that he's the one that's here to save the day while in the background doing all this nefarious stuff that he's working on and I can really see Nicholas Holt doing that because like I said he's got a he's got a charm to him he's got something where you know he he seems very likable in his roles he seems very likable in interviews in person he seems like the kind of guy that could really just just get up there and give a smile and give a speech and get everybody on his side but then he's layered enough as an actor he's talented enough as an actor that in the very next scene after giving some speech and getting everybody to believe that he's here to save the day in the very next scene believing that he is actually the one behind everything pulling the strings and I want to see that in Lex Luthor that's something that we haven't gotten yet and that's what I want excuse me I'm very excited for the Superman movie. I'm very excited for what James Gunn and Peter Safran are going to do with the DCEU. I can't wait to see them mold this universe into something that is not only profitable, but something that is beloved by fans because that's something that was missing during the previous era. As much as I enjoyed the DC movies, I, I liked all of them. I didn't love all of them. I loved some of them, but I liked all of them but a lot of people didn't. And I think that there's a chance here based off of what we've seen James Gunn do with the guardians, based on what we've seen him do with suicide squad, based on what we've seen him do with peacemaker, based on everything that he's done and everything that he's had to say about his upcoming slate for DC, everything he's had to say about what he wants his Superman to represent everything he's had to say about his plans and Peter Safran's plans. I have a lot of hope that this is going to be the definitive version of Superman. I have a lot of hope that this is going to be critically loved, that this is going to be loved by audiences, and it's going to actually make enough money for the studio to continue doing the plan. But all that starts with casting, all that starts with writing, all that starts with directing, everything has to fall in line. And I think that they started with their best foot forward with James Gunn. I think it looks like he is working on casting the right people. He's working on getting the tone, right? I think he's going to take this seriously and I'm very excited to see what he's going to do with it again. Like I mentioned towards the beginning, we'll see what happens with the writer's guild strike. I think that sag is coming up soon. The director's guild, they're all coming up to negotiate soon. Um, I know that James Gunn has said that he's not going to cross the picket line, as a writer, as an executive, as a director, he's going to stand with the Writers Guild, um, which he absolutely should. And uh, I'm not going to get into everything that's going on with the writer strike right now. Um, it's, it's a complicated issue. We talked a little bit about it on our live show last week. Um, but barring a lengthy strike, we will hopefully get some news about casting soon. And we'll see who's actually there and we can get more excited about this. But as far as what we know right now from rumors, I like this list of young actors. They're mostly not unknowns, but they're not really well known with the exception of Nicholas Holt. He's been acting for a very long time. And uh, I think that that's really smart. I think that they should go with someone who's relatively unknown and let them build around that actor and around this character of Superman that's so very important to DC. One of the reasons why the, the the last iteration of the DC universe failed is because Warner Brothers at the time, now this is all different executives now, but Warner Brothers at the time got nervous and scared because Man of Steel didn't pre- perform the way they thought it was going to. And then Batman versus Superman didn't perform the way they wanted it to. And they took the wrong thing from that. Instead of saying, okay, well, maybe people don't want to see the dark and gritty. They said, oh, people don't want Superman. We're done. We're not doing anything else. And they didn't do anything else with the character. And the, the universe felt wrong. It felt off. It was lacking its flagship flab, flag ship character. And I'm really glad that James Gunn is going to rectify that by bringing him out first. Now, with all that being said. As excited as I am for Superman, I can't wait to see it. Come on, bring in my Green Lanterns. Let's get a good Green Lantern movie. Because unlike everyone else, I didn't hate the Ryan Reynolds movie. But bring on some Green Lanterns. I miss Green Lantern content. Please, James Gunn. Please, Peter Safran. Bring us a good Green Lantern movie or show. I don't care. Whichever one. Do, do both. Do both. Do both. There's plenty of people in the court. Do both. Either way. My voice is going. I'm going to go ahead and cut this off. Thank you guys so much for listening to me ramble for about 20 minutes. Thank you so much for watching if you're on the YouTube uh, channel. If this is your first time here, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, bring the notification bell. If you're listening on the podcast, don't forget to rate and review us. It does help us quite a bit. Share this with your friends. Let everybody know where to come for their rambly movie news. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me, thank you so much. For, for being here. Uh, if you want to check out anything else we're doing, go to our website. The link is in the description below. You can look at our merch store. You can look at all of our social, all of our social media links. Uh, we've got video and audio playlists right there on the homepage, so you can check out everything else that we're doing. And uh, also, once again, I want to say thank you, <coughs> excuse me, to Bebop's, Brittany's Brick Oven Pizza. Thank you for sponsoring this episode. And it's odd to do it by myself. But for no one else, I've been Derek, and this has been the Paperweight Entertainment Podcast, and we will see you next time. Yay!